got your olives? Got my olives. Well, are they just black olives or are they green olives? Uh, yeah, green plant. Are they stuffed with things? Yeah, peppers. Green olive stuffed with peppers, like jalapeno peppers? Isn't that what they're stuffed? What's the red thing in them? Oh, probably like a red red pepper. Yeah. It's just a typical. I prefer the ones stuffed with garlic. You ever have oh, garlic it, ones? Yeah, no, I love those too, but. How about blue cheese? Also love those. Feta cheese? Uh, I've never had the feta cheese. Provolone cheese. Never had those either. Usually the garlic are my favorite. Our grocery store has them. We also get them at, my mom buys a bunch of them that have garlic and jalapeno stuffed inside. Ooh, I would do that. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. All right, let's pop, lock, and drop it. Podcast time. Oh, no. Welcome to the Art of the Dive. Game week 10 is done. Jake has had his olive snack, so now he's feeling ready to go. And we've got to get prepped for game week 11. Jake, how are you, buddy? Doing well. Just eating my olives, you know. Just thinking about FPL, eating olives. That seems like something a very normal, reasonable person would do. Yeah. Why don't you just have, like, normal people snacks? Uh, the olives were just easier, you know? Yeah. You have to have a fork. You got to fish them out, shuffle them into your mouth. I kind of imagine you like dropping them and juggling them like a little comedy routine as you're trying to like catch them and get them inside your mouth. Yeah. And they're just like rolling around on like the floor. It's kind of how it's going. How many do you think, how many do you think you can fit in your mouth at once? Um, they're not big. So probably like 30. No, you cannot. You can't. At least 20. You cannot fit 30 in your mouth. I don't know. I mean, we, I'll try. It's going to be hard everything for me to do the do, pot. You, everything you do in your life, you think that you can do more than you actually can. Same for FPL. That's just how I am. Yeah, that is true. Um, all right, well, let's get right into it. We actually, Jake, I would say this week we had the most write-ins we've ever had like between twitter slack dms email just more questions than i even knew what to do with when i put together our sheet for the pod today and i apologize to anyone that did not get their questions in i kind of had to be a little bit choosy and like people that wrote you know some people wrote multiple questions and i had to cut a few of your questions out uh you know so i apologize for those that maybe don't get their question answered but Popular week when you're when you're a big time pod like me and Jake and like eight people listen to you, uh, you really gotta you really gotta pick and choose whose questions you're gonna answer. So Jake, let's get right into it, buddy. Um, FPL Virgin, who I call Mark most of the time and was crabby about it, uh, wrote in: Given Jake's stunning success this season, do the co-hosts need to reverse their roles and personas? Should Jake be the expert FPL pundit, and should Marco be the bumbling comedy sidekick? Jake, should we switch roles? Uh, I don't think it's going to work if we try to switch roles. I would also like to clarify that I'm not really having stunning success when last year I was doing better and took a minus 80, if that gives you guys any indication. <laughs> I think y'all are just doing worse. You should, Jake, maybe for the top part of the, the pod, 
we should just switch roles. Do you want to do that? Nah, I mean, we can. I don't really want to. You want to try it for one question? Okay. Yeah, sure. All right. Let's try it. You pretend to be me for the next question, and I'll be you. Okay. Uh, next write-in, uh, Wilson, I really want to make four changes. Should I take a massive point hit now or make two smaller hits over two weeks, risking losing out on potential returns? I can fit 400 olives in my mouth. No, Jake, you can't. You, you just can't. I don't know why you think you could do something like why that. Why are we switching names, too? We're just switching roles. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I just figured that would be easier if we did it that way. Why do you always got to complain about everything? God. Oh, I am whiny. I'm sorry. You're just I agree, a sad, though, with everything you say. You're just a sad man. Gosh. Can you just answer the question? Okay, well, some sort of worthless stat. I'm sad about my life. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, that's me being you. Uh, All right, we can't do that anymore because it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Uh, So let's answer that question, though, and I I do want to talk a little bit about it. Um, You know, Wilson's writing in to ask about, do you take the hit right now uh, make the changes, or do you kind of do you kind of uh, spread it out over a couple of weeks um, and risk losing out on that potential return? Um, you know, I think it's it's like the entire point of the game, right? Is this whole idea of risk versus return um, or risk reward? Uh, and so, you know, I don't know the exact changes that Wilson's looking looking at making. It also, I think, depends a little bit on where you're ranked. So. You know, if you if you've been stuck, so and we'll talk a little bit about my team, but I, I think I'm on five or six green arrows in a row, but I've only moved like a few hundred thousand places, and I'm still ranked like around a million in the world. Um, and so, some there's something to be said for in those zones, like being a little bit more aggressive. It's it's a style that I'm not really used to playing. Um, but Jake, you've been here before. I haven't really. Uh, what would you say? Do you say you take make the changes now or do you kind of spread it out a little bit? I would spread it out because it avoids a minus 12 and theoretically would give you only a minus 8. The other thing, just looking, and I guess I don't know for sh- for certain, for certain um, is that a lot of the good teams, which I'm assuming is the ones Wilson will want to bring in, like maybe like Vardy or another midfielder from Leicester or maybe a Chelsea asset, they're away from home this week. And I really don't like chasing points with teams that are away from home. No, that's a good that's a good point. Um, so I, I would tend to agree. I would say that it's probably better to try to spread these moves out. Um, one thing that I've used in the past as a little strategy that that I've not actually been using this year, and I think it's a reason I'm getting burned, is I always keep a little notepad uh, sheet like on my um, on my phone uh, with some notes of what my next like three to five game weeks, what I think it's going to look like. So I would say like next game week, you know, game week eleven. Here's a potential plan or a potential transfer, and then I always put like a backup transfer if that player were were to get hurt or if I would get priced out, what would be the next best move? And I try to do it for three to five game weeks. And what that helps me do is kind of stick to a little bit of a game plan. This year, I'll completely admit I've not been very good about that. And I think it has hurt me because I often find myself then sitting like an hour before the deadline trying to decide, oh, okay, what am I going to do? And at that point, you're kind of in a vulnerable state in terms of 
of your transfers. You might read a stupid tweet that somebody put out, and that might be the the thing that pushes you or convinces you, rather than maybe sticking to you know kind of a logical game plan that you've thought out. Yeah, I like that. I'm just gonna not listen to my friends or Twitter anymore because I just feel like Twitter, especially, has just been wrong this year. Like so many people have just been wrong. I'm just done. You know? Yeah. Play your own game. Don't follow the herd. Don't be a sheep. All those things. Yeah. You're gonna I'm be gonna, that guy. I'm gonna be that guy. Yeah. I mean, I think okay. it makes sense. You'd be that guy. I think it makes sense to have some like herd players, depending on who they are um, and if statistically it makes sense but you know a lot of other players this year that have been very successful have not been heard players initially um, guys like Mount you know guys like uh, Vardy he's never really like that like well owned you know and we've we talked about a lot of these players at the beginning of the year we, we said we liked them you know I really was interested in Telemans at the beginning of the year it's a little bit of a balance because if I had him from the beginning, I wouldn't be super happy and I probably would have gotten rid of him and he would have hauled all these points now. But, you know, I wasn't really prepared to bring him in when I when I should have been. That's mostly on me wasting a wild card and things. But again, I think this year just proves that, you know, not everyone on Twitter is right. The herd's not always right. You know, sometimes going your own path can really help you out. Wow, Jake. What inspiring words uh moving on fpl queen wrote in will it ever stop how are all the shit fpl players i know in the top 100k and the rest of us are barely treading water sub 1 million uh if i have to have another game week where i get beat by this guy in work i'm gonna go all jake on his arse and be all stabby stabby she also included a number of um like knife emojis Mm -hmm. um so that's something that we should probably call the authorities about um, because you, you shouldn't stab other people unless you're Jake. That's his thing. This is one special thing he has in his life. True. True. It's what I have. It's all I have. See, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, how can you be mad at these people? They're they're just playing their own game, not following the herd. I don't know. Can't stab Getting them. stabbed. <laughs> how dare you how dare you be good yeah, at the game that we've been playing that's for the many safety years. the safety the safety of the herd is that you're unlikely to get stabbed nature yeah okay if you're true. over by yourself in a back alley you're getting stabbed yeah doing different things i mean those things may be working but you're probably going to get stabbed and then it's not going to be worth it yeah was it worth it that you bleeding out now <laughs> probably not probably not Trust the Pogs, says Rodin. Is Jake a liar for not living up to his promise from last week? The people deserve to know, he said. And he posted a screenshot of a text that you sent, Jake, saying that if Norwich and Bournemouth drew level 0-0, that you were going to delete your FPL team. Jake, did you delete your FPL team? Nah, I didn't. So I guess I'm a liar. Are you a liar? Yes. (laughs) I do it for the people, you know? You certainly do. You certainly do. Liam wrote in, uh, do you have to wake up early to meet the FPL deadline? Yes, Liam. Have you ever heard of time or how that works? God. You don't do get you the, look at your team in the, the morning, benefit though? of time tra- Like at 5.30 a.m.? Yeah. It, it often depends on the situation. So, uh, 
normally I try to make the transfers that I want to make the night before. So I'll make them like at 9, 10, or 11 o'clock before I go to bed. Uh, and then it depends. Like if it's a situation where you know there's some news on it that we think we might get some more info, then I will wake up like at 5. I'll set an alarm. My wife doesn't like that very much. No. God. Uh, yeah, she'd be like, "Why are you getting up at Wives five a.m.?" I'll be like, they, "They get so mad. They they think it's like a personal attack on them." And you're like, "Well, sorry, you had to like hear an alarm. Just go back to bed." <laughs> sorry that you've been working ten hour days and now you don't want to get up this stupid morning for a really important game. Yeah, I don't understand, but I feel you. That's kind of the same way I approach it. It's much nicer living in the East Coast. That's one benefit of being in the swamp. Uh, big benefit indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Native American Drake, who looks to have changed his name based off the conversations from last week. That's good. Yeah. Uh, ideal tissue brand to cope with post-FPL crying. Or do you rec- recommend doing it in the shower to be more eco-friendly? Is knee-jerking and picking up a few differentials a risk in its own right? Um, I don't I don't normally use tissue. I So I like to cry into a jar and then seal that jar and save it. I like to write the date on it. You know? That's kind of messed and up. And remember. Well, remember the tears, Jake. Never forget. Hashtag never forget. Yeah, never heard a, of it? It's like the pensive in Harry Potter or whatever you call it. I don't know what you're talking about. But nope, everyone okay. in England will because they live in Hogwarts. Yeah, exactly. They'll know. They live it. Seriously, daily, they have to live with, with wizards and, and muggles. That That struggle over there. Yeah. That's what I imagine. We, yeah, we have issues of race over here in America. They have issues of of muggles, and magic wizards. and non magic. Yeah, it's a tough life. Magic and non magic folk. You know, we yeah. have gun violence here. They have magic and wand violence there. It's just it's a different world, you know. But culturally, you know, a lot of similarities at the same time. Yeah. Um, I'll take the, the did you question. Just guzzle, did you just guzzle an olive? Yeah, I ate an olive while we were talking about that. <laughs> uh, is picking up a few differentials. I don't know. I think that's the answer to the season. I think that's the answer that's been staring us in the face for weeks. So do it. Do it, Native American Drake. Pick up some differentials. Yeah, that's easier said than done, though, right, Jake? I. Of course, it's a risk. That's it, they're differentials because they're slightly risky, right? Yeah, I think it will work. It'll be fine. <laughs> Just pick up guys that are low owned. Who cares about their stats? Just do it. You'll be good. Well, theoretically, I, I care about their stats. Could, you, as could well. you stop with the olives for like one minute? Sorry, could okay, you yeah. set? Could you set the frick? Like well, everyone can hear you, like <laughs> like trying to get the olives down. Yeah, I was actually drinking because the olives are salty, so it's like a combination. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll stop eating on the podcast. Uh, you are you're an absolute joke. Uh, let's let's get into our weeks, Jake, and talk a little bit about how things went for us and and overall ranks and and things of of that nature. Do you want to start? Sure. Um, I made a double switch to bring in Vardy and Ings, and one of them worked, one of them didn't, and ended up with a game week. Uh, point total of 63 still over a million on the game week rank it's been a long time since i've been under a million 
Captain Sterling, who also got a goal and three bonus points, which I was really ecstatic about because I haven't been doing well in my captain picks. Now I can't uh, bitch about that anymore. Uh, assist, and you will. Uh, yeah, I will. Assist from De Bruyne, Abraham, and Mane. Couple like unfortunate like events in for all three of those players. I feel. Uh, and then my defense was atrocious. In total, uh, four points from five players. Uh, Dinge got me a negative one. I've been trying to get rid of him, but I figured he would clean. Oh man, where? Let me look at his. I, I figured he would clean against West Ham and or Brighton, so I didn't want to get rid of him, and he did. The minus one really hurt. There, Everton's a mess. I'm I'm shipping shipping. I'm I'm setting sail on their defense. No more dinge for me. No dinge. No dinge in it anymore. No, no dinge in it. But I. Well, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, overall, pretty good week. Uh, moved up and now overall 370,000 so I'm happy that I moved up I haven't had a green arrow in a long time well that's good um, alright let me hit my team uh, 54 points the average was 49 by the way so 54 points uh, game, week, game week rank of 2.3 million which pretty much sucks um, green arrow though which is good i actually like i said uh, a few minutes ago i'm actually on my one two three four fifth green arrow in a row but i've only moved up eight hundred thousand places and in the last few game weeks i've gone 1.3 million 1.2 million 1.1 million which is where i'm at now so if i keep on this trend i'll be number one in no time yeah uh yeah, yeah. It was um it's a fine game week. Like I'm I have nothing to complain about. I my back line was worthless just like most people's were. Um you know, De Bruyne, Sterling captain, Salah um unfortunately picked up a little knock. I think he'll be okay, but he had a the goal off the penalty. Uh, Mount with an assist, Abraham with an assist. Um Jimenez unfortunately uh looked pretty poor the entire match and didn't didn't really create anything. Otamendi with a big fat zero because he didn't play and my tip as well also picked up picking up zero and now the reports have come out that he's going to be out for uh six to eight weeks uh which is is kind of frustrating um but the plus side is i have two free transfers and those two free transfers will probably be used on on ottomandian my tip um excuse me my tip uh, and so we'll we'll sort that little issue out in my back line. I've not decided the direction that I'm going to go yet because what I have I'm kind of at a crossroads here now. Like, do I do I drop those players down? Do I make sideways or lateral moves with them? I haven't exactly decided. Um, so I need to need to think a little bit on that and and kind of decide what I think is going to be the most effective way forward. Um, so that that is my team. I don't know. Not the end of the world. It's it's always good to have greens, right, Jake? I mean, at the end of the day, that's just what we're trying to get. Yep. Greens are good. Yeah. Reds are bad. Yeah. That that is right. That is how the game works. Uh Slack community team uh finished with sixty three points. Ooh, nice. Uh game week rank of about a million. And uh I think on a green arrow. Yeah, green arrow to uh nine hundred and seventy thousand overall. So um doing well. Uh, you know, returns from De Bruyne, Madison, Salah, Mount, Abraham, and brought in Vardy, which was a, a good move by the squad. Uh, well-voted move. Um, I unfortunately did vote for that, but I will be from here on out voting for all things that destroy and tear this team apart because I want for it to fail miserably due to the name being Marco doesn't matter. Yeah, it's nice that Cause, they... Cause, 
they as a team have cracked you know the top mill that's good yeah it's good it's a quality squad for us um okay league dive leaderboard uh we've got in 10th moving up into 10th uh lukewarm fc in 9th obi Wan kane obi in 8th team name love it in 7th uh, melmogs in 6th 15 salas in fifth, Izzy Wizzy, get one busy, has dropped off that top spot. Um, kind of a shame. Had, had been up there for a long time. In fourth, Inferno FC. Uh, in third, I Know Nothing. In second, uh, Tyrrhenians. And in first, Return of the Snag, who's FPL Lewis, who writes in often to the uh, to the pod and uh, took a, a, a hit this week, finished on 69 points. Uh, overall points of 633 and an overall rank of 548, which is pretty good. And we will take uh, 97.8% of the credit and 99.2% of the winnings if you finish in prize territory. It's in the small print. Uh, you signed it the second you downloaded or listened to the podcast. So expect to hear from our lawyers if you win. Well done, Lewis. Really well done. Uh, we should probably also pull up the um, the PSL Super League, right, Jake? Yeah, I have it up. I can go over it if you want. All right. Why don't you hit us with the, the top five right now? Ooh, top five. All right. Um, down to fifth is Thomas Bracken, uh, stressed down with 51 points this game week. Number four moving up is, well, actually, I stayed the same interesting um is jacob close very own minus 80 fpl plus 80 psl um number three sporting sideburns gary green and then the very own the coyote kid at 60 matt frisky and then number one marvin andre wildcard marv leading the league um nice nice job there it's a it's pretty close still very close within almost everybody in, in all seriousness. Yeah. Let's um, also quickly, we haven't done the, the league died team in a while. Um, mm. So we should probably hit that. Um, Izzy Wizzy Get One Busy is actually in fifth. I don't know if it's the same team or a different team. Uh, Inferno FC. Uh, I know nothing. Um, oh, I'm reading the league dive, not the league died. Oh, they're right yeah. next to each other. I just read the same names. League died. Sorry. In, in, Jake, don't you don't you backtalk me on here? Okay. Don't you 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 stay in your lane? Okay, I'm just gonna eat an olive. You then. got that? Yep. Yeah, eat some olives. I'll read the top five in League Died. Okay. I swear to God, one more time, Jake, and I will fly there. Okay, and I will destroy you. Yeah, these olives are good. Shut up, Jake. In fifth, playing with my tip. Hilarious. In fourth. Matthew FPL, the dead 11. In third, Smoked Kepas. Uh, in second, Lego Zombie. And in first, Goddess in Training. Wow. I didn't know you could be a goddess in training. Yeah, that's good. Goddess in Training has uh, 569 points, finished with 84 points this week. And uh, overall rank of 100K. Yeah, that's over. I was going to say, that's over my regular team's rank. That's good. <laughs> Here's a serious question. If you had, let's say you look at your your like dead team, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say your dead team's like better than your live team. 
<laughs> would you consider like switching over and just going with that team? <laughs> uh, I don't. I guess. Yeah. I guess you would have to. You'd yeah, probably ruin can't that see team too. Yeah, you'd find a way to mess it up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, good stuff. Um, so, congrats to everyone that's doing well in the league. Uh, I guess, Jake, we should probably... We haven't done it in a while. Like, we haven't talked about your mistakes, really. Last week, you didn't really have any. This week, you weren't bad. No, um, I mean... But... Yeah. Do, do you have any, you know, sad little mistakes? Jake's mistakes. Jake's mistakes. He sucks <sighs> at everything, and he smells really bad. He eats too many olives, and yeah. he's really, really sad. It's Jake's mistakes. I don't know. I mean... The, the hard thing is, is that... To You're not going to say that song was pretty good? Was that was pre- off the cuff. It was pretty good. I was pretty impressed. Um, <laughs> I, I guess to get to Vardy, I had to drop down, and I'm glad I got rid of Pookie and Wilson. So overall, I feel like I did a pretty good job. I don't know if Jake, I should have... This, this isn't Jake's successes. It's Jake's mistakes. Well, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm trying to be like kind of nice to myself. Um, oh my god I mean all my bench players didn't do anything and you know I made a good transfer with Vardy I captained a guy who actually scored I would say the only thing is that I maybe should have considered just going even lower than Ings because I I don't know Ings only played 45 minutes but that was a weird game red card and everything I, I, I just I don't know if that last forward spot I should have just reserved for someone who literally is a four five four six um there's like Connolly for brighton who interestingly had two assists this week ayu continues to score goals for crystal palace because he plays against arsenal um he had an eight point week you know so i don't know those were just other players that i probably could have considered instead of ings but i still like ings personally all i heard there jake for the most part were things that you feel like you did well yeah, I don't well, I don't have any mistakes this week. Sorry. Sorry, bro. Don't bro me. We're not bros. No, oh, I thought we were. No, no, this is strictly a podcast relationship. That is it. Oh, okay. Sorry, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't you need to not talk anymore. Uh all right, let's take a short break. When we come back, we have quite a few questions from folks that wrote in. Stay tuned. Do ch do 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 ch bow bow do ch ba ba da pa. That that's the transition music. Yeah, that's good. I was feeling it. I don't know why you stopped, but that that's the end of it. That's uh, the end of the transition oh, music. That's you. why I stopped. Got you. God. Bum ch bum bum you don't know what the transition song is do you (laughs) no I, i just tried to help yeah you suck welcome back to the second half of the pod quick shout for our patreon we've got 
a couple new members that joined last week that we were able to shout, hoping to be able to shout out a few more next week. We really appreciate the support from all the people that are helping to keep the pod going and and basically fund Jake and I's uh, olive addiction that we're both dealing with now. Yes, folks, we both have an olive addiction. Uh, Jake, actually, the reason he's been making so much noise is because he's on his sixth bottle of olives. Um, I, too, love them. Garlic stuffed olives, cheese stuffed olives jalapeno stuffed olives just i love a stuffed mm. olive yeah jake me too agreed i i think once we get one more one or two more patrons we'll be having caviar stuffed olives right yeah i would be interested in trying that so hopefully we get a couple more patrons yeah at least at least six more to pay for that yeah i mean caviar is it's not cheap no matter where you are it's not yeah and we're a big sellouts so we gotta roll with it uh Let's get into some game week questions here, Jaco. Uh, quite a few bigger questions, like that people wrote big long paragraphs for. But we're gonna we're gonna smash it anyways. Uh, T.J. Davis wrote in. I think for the first time. Hi guys, avid listener all season and can't wait for your next pod. He put a bunch of exclamation points on that. Listening to you and taking in the info, your knowledge and enjoying your banter has seen me have my best season ever. Been number one in China for five game weeks. Currently fifth overall of. 2,777 after a drop from 300 last week. It's a pretty impressive start to the season. My question is, I feel I'm on a downward slope because I've put all my eggs in one basket in doubling up on Liverpool defense, Chelsea attack, and triple city attack with Colin Wilson, McGinn, Cantwell, Rico, Lundstrom, and Pope making up the team. Is it unwise to continue backing only these players from City, Chelsea, and Liverpool? And if it is unwise, what do you suggest I do? Okay, this is an interesting one, and Jake can't answer it because he's never been in a good rank before. Okay, uh, the last two seasons, I have been ranked pretty high. So I finished last year around a thousand, and the year before that, around like I think fifteen thousand or sixteen thousand. Uh, so both years were pretty decent. And the year two years ago, I think you know I was sitting at about like 6000 or 7000 and then I dropped a little bit towards the end of the year. My suggestion at this point in the season is to stick with kind of the heavy hitters that you have there um but then try to clean up some of the the not so good players in your team. So a player that I see that you could move for somebody that's a little bit more of a differential would be like Wilson. Okay, you don't want to try to make like really big drastic moves. Uh, when you get to this overall rank, it's going to be about smaller moves from week to week. Um, and so I think that I think that moving like a guy like Wilson, I don't know exactly who for, but we, you could look at. Um, I don't know if he doesn't sound like. Does he have? Yes, he does have uh, Abraham. But maybe you'd look at. I don't know, like Rashford or somebody that could serve as kind of a differential there. Um, maybe you try to get to Vardy and, and let him bang a few goals for you. Um, that's going to be the way that you're going to kind of creep yourself back up into that top thousand again. Um, of course, you have to continue to hit your captains. And the weeks that you make big jumps are the weeks when uh, a bunch of the top like thousand or 10,000 players all put their their captain on, you know, 50% of the guys put their captain on one player and you hit the captain that was, you know, 20% captain, then you make a big jump. That's at least my thought. Jake, do you have a, a different opinion? Oh, so you want my opinion now? No, we'll go to the next question. Kenny wrote in, I gradually got in a cheap 
defense now with Lundstrom, Tamori, Rico, Reed, and TAA, who seem to be doing well. This allows funds up front with Tammy, Vardy, and Wilson as a front three. Uh, with Salah, Sterling, and KDB, Allison in the back. Do you see a return to heavy hitters at the back line like last season? And Desperately Seeking Dusan wrote a similar question, and he says, does Marco still believe in big at the back? I still don't really believe in the premium strikers, despite crack addict Vardy scoring three against 10 men. Yet again, it was a fluke goal that Liverpool conceded. It's just the attacking threat of TAA. Rabo Mendy seems that if you're prepared to hold for the whole season, they will provide the best value once again. The game has not changed. Clean sheet should should surely become similar to other seasons and VAR seems to be ruling out penalties not granting more of them so we haven't really I mean we've this has kind of been a theme right Jake for a lot of the year um, discussing do we go big at the back or do we not Um, and it's been a hard question to answer because the last two seasons premium defenders have have rewarded owners quite well um thus far in the year it hasn't really been the case i mean you know if you have of course like taa has been been quite good um you know who else has been really good um Pereira has been really good who's not premium premium but 6.3 robertson's been very good at 6.9 um you know even as of late like alonzo has had some returns at 6.3 um and van dyke has 37 points at 6.5 so the premiums are still doing okay, but is is should there be a return, Jake, to big at the back, or is it better that we're just going? A lot of teams are going small now. I personally think going small at the back is the better way to go. But I will say, I think holding on to like a Liverpool, TA, or Robertson, or at least Van Dyke is a good plan moving forward. Allison's back. You know, it's rough. They gave up a really early goal to Spurs, but they still have only given up one goal in so many games, and that's always really annoying. But they hold the lowest XGA out of all the teams. I still like Liverpool. I don't think having two Liverpool healthy Liverpool defenders is terrible, but I think you should at least have one. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I think I'm going to have probably... You know, one or two Liverpool defenders. I might still have a City defender. The nice thing is with Tamori, you get into Chelsea's defense, which is, I know, just okay. But but at 4.5, it's pretty good. You know, last week we had the question about Man United and if we wanted in on that defense. And I had said no. And then, of course, they get a clean sheet this week. Um, oh, they, they, do they, have good they fix- gave it away. They gave it away at the oh, end. Oh, right at the end. Yeah. Right at the end, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, which is, you know, their their expected goals against is is in a good place for them. Um but but again, they they don't necessarily have the attack, attacking returns. So for me, I'm not going to say big at the back, I'm going to say medium at the back. I'm still going to hold two and possibly three kind of premium defenders and then two and depending on which way I go, maybe three really cheap players. I'm going to try to kind of stay out of that middle zone for what now. What do you think? I know this is separate than the question, but what are your thoughts on double Sheffield United defense? The reason I bring it up is they tend to get cleans against teams you kind of expect them to. That's interesting. I mean, they do have four clean sheets on the year. Uh, Burnley next and then Spurs United Wolves. But then they have a couple greens. Newcastle home, Norwich away. Villa home, Brighton away, Watford home. Those are that's about the best one, two, three, four, five fixtures you could have in the entire season. Um, I, who would be your recommended second defender, like O'Connell at at four point five, or 
I, I would actually try to go to Stevens um, at five. I know he's a little bit pricier, but he has two assists on the season. Um, and I just feel like he gets into like some attacking returns. I don't have a ton of stats to back that up. I don't know. It's just something that I briefly thought of because I, I agree with you. It's just like, where do you go if you go cheap? You know, are you just trying to throw a dart onto a dart board that you're you know, closing your eyes with, with like these random cheap players. I don't know. You know, are you, are you trying to, you know, eat an olive? Yeah. With your eyes closed and someone trying to fork it into your mouth. Yeah. I don't know. You're used to getting forked in the mouth with olives, Jake. I I wouldn't say no to that. I'm just saying you, you do that from time to time. Yeah. You're right. I would. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking at O'Connell versus Stevens right now. You know, they both actually, you know, 0.6 and 0.7 shots per 90, uh, 0.4 key passes for, per 90 for O'Connell and 0.9 for Stevens. It's not terrible. You know, their expected values are quite low. Um, but but yeah, I mean, it's not it's not outrageous. I don't think it's something that I would go to just because there are other options that are pretty cheap, you know, like Rico and Tamori and players like that. Um, so, so I don't know that I would do that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm struggling. I still think I'm going to go, I'm going to pay a little bit extra in the back, but go for really attacking players. It's kind of my take on yeah, it. I, that's the way to go. I think, I think too. Um, FPL Virgin writes in Lester have scored 25 goals this season, but their expected goals is just 13.6, meaning their XG Delta as an incredible plus 11.4. In other words, they've scored 11 more goals than they should have. Is their attack a mirage? Well, that's why I didn't bring them in last week. Uh, it, it is, um, we have to say this, Jake, right? I mean, it was a bit of a fluke game. Right. Yes. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty outrageous what happened in that game. Uh, you know, the red card, of course, but then for Southampton to just completely roll over and, and just let, uh, you know, let Lester basically pad their stats for the rest of the year. That was very nice of them. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes those games happen. So I will say, I think it's kind of not going to be a good idea to chase a ton of points with Leicester. That being said, they do have a fantastic run of fixtures. So I keep getting in an argument with a friend regarding them because I did bring Vardy in and I was unfortunate not to bring another player and it just doesn't doesn't make sense. If you look at their team, I th- I think that you know, if you are going to go with a second attacking player, Matto or Telemans are the two players I would be really interested in. Um, Matto, actually, the stats just all around are better than Telemans, but Telemans just tends to be a player who outperforms. He's kind of like a, a, ha- a lesser man's hazard. Um, and I just love their fixture. So I'm not completely... Did you just call Telemans a lesser man's hazard? Yeah. I mean, he is. He's a good player, and he's really cheap. Um, I think... You know, he's someone to consider for the next run of fixtures. He has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven fantastic fixtures in a row. Um, they're gonna they're gonna continue to score a fair amount of goals. I don't think they're just gonna put up a goal and get shut out every other game for their next seven games. I I foresee them probably on average averaging at least 
two goals a game for the next seven games. That's 14 goals. Vardy's not going to score all of them. I think triple Lester for a while is not wrong. Whoa, that's a pretty big endorsement. Yeah, that's just how I feel. Differential. Yeah, I, yeah so, th- yeah. I, I think that their attack is, is a bit of a mirage. I, I do think that, like what you said, it's not going to be more than two goals in games. I, I really do think that. Um, but when you look at a guy like Telemans, I can see the argument. You know, he's at 6.5, so he's not super expensive. He puts up similar stats to, like, kind of similar to Mount in terms of like shots per 90 and key passes per 90. Um, But, you know, I think like Mount is on a much better side that's going to score more goals. So that's, I guess, what turns me off from them. Um, What about their their defense, though? I mean, would would you consider other than Pereira, you know, like we've already talked about him, right? We know he's a good player. But what about like, um, you know, a Chilwell or something like that? Yeah, stay tuned. Oh, that's coming up? Yeah, that's coming up. It's coming up for me. Why did you why did you do music with it? I don't know. Just more effect. Made it worse. Okay. Well, you know, I try. Yeah, not very not very well. Uh, Emma wrote in, Alba replacement for those of us who have Vardy and Tammy and sold Salah in order to get him in the first place and now have to watch every Liverpool match from behind a sofa. It's one of my least favorite little uh, English sayings, hiding behind a sofa. What's that going to do for you? Did you even mute the TV? Have you thought about just turning the TV off? Gosh, Emma, it's so much simpler than than having to hide behind your sofa the entire match. Yeah, I mean, I get it. You can't see behind a sofa, so you, but you could hear, yeah, for sure, unless you have it on mute. So that should be the new saying. You have to say, oh, I got to watch the match on mute from behind a sofa. Yeah, I like that. That's a good saying. With olives. With, with olives. <laughs> um, FPL DC also writes in, Abba Devardi, a no-brainer move. Uh, how's Jake's team doing? Wait. Shit, I hope. Well, you heard how his team's doing, but, but Wait, good. Did yeah, we... shit, I hoped. So so is this like kind of tied in? Because she has yeah, Vardy yeah, I mean... and FPL DC doesn't. I think, it, I think Abba Devardi makes sense. If you already have Vardy, I think that's a much tougher question but the world is kind of your oyster because the only player you can't bring in as a forward is Aguero I don't know if that's a yeah, good or bad thing at this point in time um, probably just fine yeah probably just fine you know Rashford's yeah. an interesting guy to consider uh, they have some pretty good fixtures they're a little bit healthier now um, he's honestly not statistically like the best forward but he tends to get max bonus points whenever he just scores one goal for that team like uh he has yeah, that's true one two three four five goals and in those games he got three 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 and two bonus points and then when he got an assist uh in a one one draw he also got a bonus point somehow like he's kind of like a mid mid range interesting pick. Uh, I do like Jimenez still. Um, you know, with Arsenal bound to give up at least three goals, David Luis will probably forget to mark him for half the game. And then home Villa uh, away Bournemouth, like also a pretty good run of fixtures. So those would be the two players I would consider. I think yeah, I think it's good advice. Um, Mario Mario writes in what what the fuck is up with Wilson. 
I don't, I don't know what's up with him. You you dumped him, Jake, right? I don't have him. Yeah, um, I dumped obviously him. started the season. Season started on fire for him. Bournemouth have been, I mean, relatively anemic, right? I just haven't created anything, have they? Yeah, Bournemouth have like transformed into like Crystal Palace all of a sudden, and they're getting clean sheets. Like it's their their job, and they can't score goals. You know, he is always an interesting player because. He, his statistics, if you look at them, are actually pretty terrible, except he he always gets really great chances. I don't know. I guess they're just not creating fantastic chances for him anymore. But his shots per 90 are, is like 1.6. Like, that's not what you typically want to pay over $7 million for in a forward. I don't know. Yeah, that's I've, actually I've, I had no idea. I had no idea that it was so low. Yeah, one point six five is his shots per ninety. That's absurd. For I wouldn't pay that for a midfielder. Yeah, exactly. So, in fact, I look at some some of like my my, my more attacking backline players, and I'm like, eh, you're only at one point five. You know what I mean? Or like one point two. Like, okay, that's acceptable for a defender. Yeah, I think they've just come back down to earth. I think they just offensively were a little bit outperforming last year, and they're they're not as good as we think they are. Which I fell for it they too. Are what I, we I, thought they were. What we thought they were. I fell for it as well. I had him back in my team. You know, I started with him. Would have done fantastic if I would have held him. He, I think he's just a player I'm going to stay away from because I just never know what's going to happen on that team. Yeah, I would I would have to agree. Matthew Hall writes in as Martial a good option now that he's back from injury. Uh, he scored a goal on the weekend here. Um, you know, just to compare for him, right? So he's placed through the midfield in the game, but is a striker for United. You know, has a shots per ninety of three, which is almost double that of of what Wilson has. Um, his expected goals is at three point five, and he has three actual goals. Um, you know. I'm going to say yes, that he's an option. And they have a good run of fixtures coming up as well. I just, like, when has he ever been healthy in his entire life? Yeah, I agree. I I would lean Rashford, obviously, two different positions, so it makes it harder. But, yeah, he's definitely going to be an injury risk when you have him. He's just one of those guys. But I do agree. I think he's a great player to have when he plays. He's fantastic. But he's missed half the games this year, and that's just going to cause you problems. And he missed half of them last year and for every game in his career, every season in his career. Yeah. And then the other hard thing is once he gets injured, Man United have nobody else to attack, and then they suck again. Also very concerning. Um, I guess I should have moved this question up, and I, I didn't. My mistake. Masad or Mapay? Mapai, Mapay as Wilson's replacement. Um, I, I guess I, I'm sorry. I meant to move that one up and, and ask it a little earlier. FPL Geek wrote that in. Jake, do you have a, a thought on either of those players? I I don't um, because I haven't had to really deal with my strikers. I haven't moved them at all this year, so I, I don't even have a lot of research done on those on, on the striker position in general. Uh, yeah, I, I guess if you're trying to save money, um, Mapay is you know he, he's not terrible he has four goals but his xg is actually a little bit above that um he gets about 3.7 shots per 90 i don't i don't hate it um i think there's better players around wilson's price range personally just because brighton i feel are typically pretty fixture dependent um and then they have man united leicester and liverpool 
you know, sandwiched by Norwich and Arsenal. So he's just kind of a player depend or a team dependent player. Um, not a terrible pick. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, listen to Jake because he knows everything about this game, guys. Man. I mean, no, but as yeah, long as you're not having to start that, him, every you didn't week. have to. Yeah, you didn't have to tell everybody. We knew, Jake. Oh, okay. it's fine. Good, good, good. All right. Uh, Sean, number one. Not number two, number one. Cantwell and Otamendi replacements with zero in the bank. Tough ask, I know. But if anyone can find a solution, it's you two. Nice. Uh, Viendra wrote in Otamendi replacement. Can we trust Mendy now as Zinchenko will be out for this foreseeable future? Um Let's start with that second question. I think we can, right, with, mm-hmm. with Zinchenko out for another four to four to six weeks probably. Um, I feel like Mendy's a pretty good choice. I mean, Cancelo obviously has played that position, but I think Pat probably prefers the the wide play of Mendy to him. The difference, though, between Mendy this year and last year, I think, should be noted, and that's that this year's Mendy is not putting up the statistics that last year's Mendy was um, before his injury. Uh, this year's Mendy uh, has, let's see here, I'm just looking at him right now, uh, a shots per 90 of 0.8 and a key passes per 90 of uh, 0.42 um, and an XG per 90 of 0.05 and an XA per 90 of 0.01. Now, I know he's only had three uh, appearances and it's a very small sample size, but uh, he's not getting as far forward. He's not swinging as many balls in. And to me, I think that it's tactical. I think that they're they're stationing him out there for width only um, and letting kind of some of the forward players do more of the damage. Yeah, are we all fools for not ch- choosing, um, you know, I can't even pronounce this. I'm just going to call him JPC squared, Con- Cancelo. Um, are we fools? Or is it is it such a risk because he's just rotating with Walker? What's, what's your take on that? Well, he's played, if you look at like where he's played on the pitch, he's actually played in a couple different spots for them. Uh, he's played left back. He's played right back. I think even in one of their, in the Champions League matches or something, he might have played through the middle as well, like as a, a center half. I, I'm not 100% sure, but um, he, uh, yeah, he's got some flexibility he's, and it seems like yeah. Pep is beginning to trust him a bit more. Yeah, he's the best defender on the team and he's got a really low price. Like that's, I, I went up with Mendy because I had a little extra, uh, excuse me, out of Mendy because I had a little extra money. But you could just straight drop and keep in your Manchester City. Like, that's the easiest answer. I just, the game time, it's a little tricky. Um, But I I really like him. He looks good. And he gets shots on goal. Um, He's at 1.5 and he's barely played. His XA is actually 1.3. So he's also a great yeah, passer. That's I, I, I mm-hmm. really like him. Like I'm considering getting him later a different week if he continues to play every week for them. Yeah, I like that. Um, do you have any good Cantwell replacements? Oh, yeah. Well, that's it's. Re- I mean, it's really tricky if you have n- no money, <laughs> I feel. Um, <laughs> this game's hard if you don't have a bunch of money to spend on players. So, yeah, no no choice but to just fold. Well, Delete your FPL team. I mean, to be fair, he's still the – I mean, he's been pretty terrible, but he's still the highest scoring player at that price range. Um and you're really, I mean, where where are you dropping to? You're not you're not really looking to get points. I feel if you drop, 
Um, if you if you move him, you move him down. Yeah, that's what you do. You just move him down to like a cheaper midfielder. So one thing that I did was I just went and brought in Den Donker. He's gonna play ninety minutes most of the matches. He's not a player for me. He just comes off my bench. Maybe one time he scores a goal. He'll probably end the year with like you know two goals and one assist or something like that. And that's good enough for me because he's only going to play in a few matches this year for, for my team. Um, yeah. It depends how you have your team set up. I mean, if, if you're, if he's a player for you, like if, if you're expecting Cantwell to start every week, uh, then you need to look somewhere else. You're going to need to t- change your team structure a bit. Uh, you know, he only played 45 against United. Um, you know, I don't know if that was tactical or what the deal was there, but um but I would definitely be looking somewhere else. Um, and so maybe you just you just bite the bullet, you drop him down, you use the extra point, whatever that you scooped up from that uh, to, to move somebody else uh, on your team. Yeah, or maybe That's my even advice. drop Otamendi down to like a lower price defender like Rico and then move him up. Right, I, either or, yeah. yeah. Uh, Garf writes in, hi guys, what is your tactic for improving you, your OR over the next four game weeks? So Garf just wants to know how to win the game, I think, (laughs) is what he's asking. Is that right? Fair question. I like it to the point. Yeah. What is, what is your going to be? What is your, (laughs) what if that was just the only question every week? Like, okay, uh, what are you going to do to win? We got to figure that out. Uh, It's an easy, it's an easy answer, Garf. And that's um, make sure your transfers are perfect. Uh, Get your captain right. Um, of course, transferring the player that's going to score the most points for the game week, um, and then you'll be good to go. Am I right, Jake? Yeah, I, I, I can try to answer this with a little bit more detail. Oh, I mean, here we go. <laughs> well, I mean, you I think don't you're dis- better than me with your answers. No, I just you've had one. You've had eleven game weeks, ten game weeks of a good season, Jake. That you've been better than me in your whole life, and now oh, you're over here gosh. like, oh, let me let me get detailed for you. Let me tell you, Garf, how you're going to win this game. I just I have one word differentials done all right moving on <laughs> olives that's the other olives <laughs> just eat a bunch of olives scarf raise that blood pressure really high because all that salt and the stress from playing this stupid game then you'll die seriously though and then your OR <laughs> like you can just make whatever you want <laughs> Uh, perfect. I don't. Why? Why can dead people make their OR whatever they want? Well, I don't. I don't know. Like maybe like if you go to the like the good place, then like they'll pretend like you're doing really well, or you'll be able to see the future and you can just attach your, uh, you know, attach whatever player is going to do well for the next week to your team. Couldn't um, everybody that's dead do that though? Yeah, I guess. So maybe they're not allowed to play when you're dead. You think? Or are those all the people that are ahead of us? Listen, Garf, when you pass, you'll be number one in our hearts, okay? So that's that's the tactic there, Garf. Uh, on a serious note, though, for tactics, Jake, and it's kind of a tough one to answer, but, you know, I do think you have something, there's something to be said there, and it depends on where you're ranked. We talked about it from Wilson's question in the top half of the pod. Um, you know, like for me, my tactic is I need... I need to change the way I play a little bit and get a little bit more aggressive with some of my picks. So guys that I still think are going to play 90 that have good fixtures that maybe are a little bit lower owned. So I will be looking at some of the Leicester players. You know, I will be looking at a player like Cancelo and Mendy, who I, I know that they're, um, you know, Mendy's a little bit higher owned, but, you know, guys like that that can maybe 
you know, turn the tide a little bit. And then I'm going to continue to make safe captain picks. I, I know some people would say I should do otherwise. I disagree. I'm going to pick the player that I, I think has is on the best team and is at home and has the best matchup. Um, I'm going to continue to do that. So uh, FPL Rookie writes in, what, do, what to do with Aguero? Expensive, lack of, of minutes, pep rotation. FPL Cougar writes in, what to do with Aguero? Bane of life. Wow. Your life must be pretty good. FPL Cougar. Okay. Uh, what do we do with Aguero, Jake? Isn't it funny? Like he was just on an absolute tear and then Pep like has decided not to play him at all. It's kind of funny. It is. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's very strange to me. I mean, I know it's kind of like Pep's thing, but if we look at the start of the season, let's see through the first one, two, three, four, five, six matches, he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight goals in six matches. Then against Everton in week seven, he plays 24 minutes. Against Wolves in week eight, he plays 90, but doesn't score. Doesn't play in week nine and plays 14 minutes in week 10. Um, It's pretty crazy that you could just like, as a manager, be like, oh, striker in the top form of his life, I'm just going to sit him on the bench. Yeah, I think you hold him against Southampton and see if he plays because he's going to bang you a ton of goals if he plays and then maybe save a transfer. And if he's still not playing enough minutes, then consider a double swap. So that's like it. That's the best advice I have. Yeah, it's the last chance. I can agree with that. I mean, we know we know the quality that he has and what what he can potentially do. And so it's hard to it's hard to look away. I know he's super expensive. It's part of the reason why, you know, Jake and I have avoided the premium strikers in general. Um, But it's just kind of how it goes. Uh, But Robert Hunt does ask, who are the best forward options right now? Um, And I think that that's a fair question. We've already talked about Vardy. Uh, You've mentioned Jimenez, Jake. Um, I mean, who else do you like right now in the front line? You know, for me, obviously, I still like Abraham. Um, he's he's cooled off a little bit, but, um, you know, I, I, he's getting still into dangerous areas. He had a, an assist this last week, no goals. He was pulled off in the 69th minute, which kind of stinks. But um, is there anybody else that you're considering? Um, I know that you've talked a little bit about Ings and Ayu as well. Uh, I like Rashford. He's a similar price um, I think he's going to be a di- good differential. And that that's basically it. Those are the guys I, I would go with. Um, I don't really like anyone else. I would stay away from the premiums. Aguero, if you have him, you keep him because he's so fantastic. But yeah, he's it's minutes for him. Abba's just on a terrible team um, that doesn't create a lot of chances because they have the worst midfield in the Premier League. Sorry, I'm just going on a rant there. And then Kane is just not that good, you know? I just so so that's where I'm at. Like Yeah. All yeah. right. We're I think we're good on that, and I think everyone probably agrees. Um Jamie Dodd writes in bought Mares in game week. Uh, three game weeks ago, in anticipation of Silva getting banned, 1.3 game weeks, keep one more week or sell. Lauren writes in, are we ever going to hear anything about Bernardo Silva's potential ban? They've just, the FA has been really hush-hush on the whole thing. Um, some people are saying, like when I'm reading about the issue a little bit, a lot of people are saying that they're they're going to not pass down a, a, a ban, or if it, it is a ban, it's going to be really like a super small one, like one or two matches. Um, and the reason that they're holding out so long is they're trying to let the situation kind of cool down, like as if to let people forget about it a little bit before they do that. 
I was reading some of the rules just as a side note um, for anyone that's interested. And they don't, I don't think they actually have a policy that um, regulates like social media posts like that. They have like public comment policies or something like that, but maybe one that's not specific to social media. And so they don't have to align it to that like racist six game ban rule that they have in place something like that it's it's a little bit of a weird situation um yeah from an fpl's perspective it's a big deal because we all kind of thought that he would be he would be banned for being a racist and then he wasn't which is a a little strange and so what do you think jake is it i mean they have a good match of course coming up if we look at his minutes they've been oh man (laughs) it's hard to say to hold isn't it yeah, I think you have to get rid of him. Um, it would be nice if yeah. you could do a double swap, but honestly, even if you go to one of the Silvas, you're you're they're more consistently plain. Um, again, they're gonna more tick along, but that's where I I don't think it's wrong to drop down to like a Mount or a Telemans at this point in time. Yeah, c- cash in and use that money elsewhere on your team. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that that's what has to be done. Um, uh, is it Oisin writes in best players to own just for the next two game weeks? Ugh, who are your two game week picks, Jake? You got to love you. Oh, well, Vardy has a good game and then a bad game. I know he's kind of your boy, though. Yeah, they they all kind of have that on their schedules. I, well, I don't think Arsenal at home is well, a bad Arsenal, game. No, Arsenal's so, a good game, especially at home. It's a good game, isn't it, for them? So I'm going to stick with Vardy. Um and then I still kind of like Chelsea, but the, the who's going to score? I mean, I'm surprised we haven't gotten a question on that because we just had, you know, Captain America bang three goals. Like, is he going to play more now? Um, Mount got pulled off early. He only got an assist. That's tricky. That's tricky as well. Well, William did write in Mount versus Chupo or Colin Hudson-Odoi, excuse me. Mount okay. versus Colin Hudson-Odoi versus Puyasik. Uh I mean, which one? Which one? I am leaning Mount just because I know he got pulled off early, but like he's getting the starts every single game week and Lampard's willing to play him through his midfield three or kind of his, you know, attacking like as a winger as well at certain points in the game. I just think he's a bit more versatile. Uh, He's on a lot of the free kick stuff or some of the free kick stuff as well. Um, You know, I I think that Hudson-Odoi is a more dynamic player and I think Christian Pujasic is actually a pretty bad player. So that's, that's just what I think. Oh man. Hope we didn't lose all our American listeners. All right. All I, three of them? Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. So I think I would actually go Vardy and um, I'm going to go Rashford. I'm going to go Vardy and Rashford to be a little bit of a differential for the two players I would be aiming for for the next two game weeks. Okay. Uh, last question that we're going to take is, is Billy Bogba. Hilarious. I've been planning on bringing in three Liverpool players, Trent, Mane, and my tip or mo for their game week 13 fixture swing so i've been buying cheap bench players to free up the funds for example last week pookie out greenwood in with the liverpool blank in game week 18 to navigate i potentially wouldn't have three plain subs Uh, am i planning way too far ahead here was bringing in greenwood a jake mistake Ooh, it's a good question so um liverpool have that blank in 18 and that's due to a cup i believe fixture correct correct okay so 
I don't know. I don't think you're planning too far ahead. It's a great fixture swing for them. They, you know, they've got in 13, they have uh, Crystal Palace, Brighton, Everton, Bournemouth, Watford through 17. Then 18, they've got a blank. So, you know, between now and then, you know, maybe you, you bank a transfer going into 17 and then you have you have two fr- transfers in 18 to kind of deal with that if you feel the need to. Um, and maybe you just have two Liverpool players and, and then you, you make sure you get out of playing 11. Um, I, I think it's okay. And I, I don't see it as a Jake's mistake. I yeah, would love to say that it is. The question becomes, what three players do you go for? Do you go double midfield with Salah and Mane? Or do you try to Ooh. go with Bobby? Or do you do double defense? And my tip is injured. Or my tip um, is definitely injured. So what do you do there? Ugh. That's a good question. I mean, you know, my tip's probably going to be back in about, well, four to six game weeks. So that puts him at like game week 15 until he, he won't be back until then. And you could look at, well, it's risky, I think, to go in the back with Lovren, right? Because Gomez could rotate with him. Um, you could go with like um, TAA and uh, Rabo, obviously. Um but I think, you know, if, if Salah's healthy, you could do, if you can afford it, you could do a Salah Mane double up. Although it does feel like when one of them scores, the other doesn't. Yeah, it's tricky because Bobby's also had a really rough run of game weeks. He's played a ton of minutes, um, 77 or more in his last four game weeks and not a single return. And that's just like what Bobby does. It's just weird. Yeah, he goes quiet. Yeah. Is it even worth having three Liverpool players? I don't know. I don't right know now, if I would. I, I, oh, man. Yeah, the more I look at it, I'm like, the returns have just dried up. The goals have been lacking for the most part. They also, I know the fixtures have been harder, but part of it is just like the fixture congestion too for yeah, them. That's what I was going to say. They also have a much tougher Champions League group. I mean, Manchester City are basically playing three other teams that probably would be relegated if they were playing in the Premier League. It's like, right. I, don't, I don't even think they have to try in Champions League group stage. It's ridiculous. Hmm. All right. It's interesting. Interesting thing to consider. I, I don't know. I wish I had a good answer for that, but I don't. Um, what are we doing for captains this week, Jake? I'm just keeping the captain armband on Sterling. I like Vardy again, but it's away from home at Crystal Palace and they can be good defensively at home. So I'm just sticking with Sterling. I'm hoping Southampton like just fall apart into a oblivion after that game week. Ooh, someone, <laughs> my puppy's barking. Yeah, someone's getting attacked by your dog. Yeah. It's my wife. The wife walked in the house and the dog has to defend me against my dangerous wife. Yeah, that's fair. Good good dog. <laughs> good pup. Uh yeah, I agree. I'm not I'm not playing around with it. It's going on a city player, probably just going on Sterling. Have you already made your transfers again this week? Have you I early did. transferred it? I did. I brought in Chilwell for Otamendi because I had point one in the bank and I could make the swap and if they changed um, you know, Leicester don't have a, a midweek game. I'm pretty sure there's no cup game. So I, I like Chilwell. I like Pereira as well, but he's cheaper and he just fit into my team. Okay, that's good. Do Leicester not have a midweek cup game? Because I think they do tomorrow. Oh, they do. Oh, God. Well, yeah. we'll see. It's a risk. Football League Cup is tomorrow. Yeah, but there's a chance that maybe he wouldn't play. I don't know how they're managing that right now in terms of lineups. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, I haven't made my moves yet. I'm looking at Chilwell. I'm looking at Mendy um, from my, my tip and Otamendi are the two players that I think I'm going to kind of move out and move in. 
um, with both those guys not really being in the fold. So uh, we've got a lot of random questions in the pod though today, Jake. So the pod's going to run a nice. little long, but we have to hit these questions. Are you down? Yeah, let's hit them. Okay, two points. Sex sounds wrote in. How does Jake feel about Jaka's respect for the Arsenal fans when he was subbed this game week? Uh, I hope he never plays a single minute on the field again for Arsenal. Not not wow, only because he's really? a shitty player, but like that's just it's. I think that's garbage. I mean, I guess to be fair, if he like comes out and apologizes, then he can play again. But he should never wear the armband. Okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I want the guy also to never play again just because he's kind of obnoxious. But FPL par- uh, Fark wrote in, great pod again, guys. Early question for the next pod. Which FPL players, past and present, are you most scared of? As in actually fearful. Histor- historically, I go Thomas Graveston Graveson because he looked scary as shit. Vinny Jones from back in the day because even the refs were scared to give him a red card. From the current crop, I skip the players and go straight for Chris Wilder. That's fair. I don't think I've seen footage of him where he doesn't look like he's about to kill someone. Hmm. Um, who do you think? Who's like your present most scared of player, Jake, on the pitch? I'm scared of Artie. That's why I have him on my yeah, team. I, yeah, yeah. It's hard not to. It's hard not to be afraid of that guy, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he is definitely the scariest player. Um, yeah, like uh, I think it was Mario that said he's basically a crack addict. So dealing yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd also say actually, um, and maybe others wouldn't, but I'd say David Luiz. I fear him. Yeah, <laughs> I think fair. that underneath all like the smiling and cute hair is like a stabby dude. Yeah, and he also like seems to help out with like a lot of um quality cancer patients, I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's the mark of a scary person. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Uh Mark, did Jake that's a weird question, Mark. Did Jake ever <laughs> cock block Marco in college? That was FPL Virgin. Sorry, FPL Virgin. Um I don't, I'm sure. Yes. I don't know. God, what a weird question. Uh, Thomas Bracken wrote in, if you had to choose, would you rather have fingers or toes for toes or toes for fingers? Not again. Not again. Uh, uh, you I'm not Gaz wrote, Gaz wrote in, would you rather have a penis sized arm or wait, a penis sized arm for a penis or an arm sized penis for an arm? <laughs> I can't follow uh, a penis-sized arm for a penis. Okay, so it's a. I'm so very a confused. small arm or an arm-sized penis? I would probably have an arm-sized penis for an arm. Would you though? Because like, can you imagine? I mean, it'd be kind of like could be great, but it could be kind of hard to deal with that in your daily life. Like, yeah, people like the would other one, you, you could you could hide, but I feel like you would die because how would you urinate? Yeah, but think about like if you got an erection with a <laughs> penis wrong. that large, <laughs> just pass out every time. Yeah, yeah that's fair. <laughs> Brain you damage. Die from that too. <laughs> yeah, you have to go an entire life without getting an erection. Yeah, that'd be, be hard. terrible. Yeah, yeah literally <laughs> hard, hard indeed, Jake. Well played, well played, yeah. Bobby Love. Do you and Jake have any plans on visiting the UK potentially to do a live pod? Oh, um, when when someone wins for us and we get the tickets, yeah, that's kind of that was kind of the reason about. we started the podcast, right? Yeah, increase our chances of winning everything. Uh, I heard Bobby would maybe pay for it all. Oh, good, good. Yeah, then yes, I'm very interested. We'll be there, Bobby. We're on the way now. Buying tickets now. You can reimburse us when we get there. Uh, Jake, 
we should wrap things up here. It's been a it's been an interesting podcast. Uh, yeah. Follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL, Instagram The Art of the Dive, online at DiveFPL.com. You can download our podcast anywhere where podcasts are found. Jake, let's get out of here. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should dive. Yeah, slam those olives, Jake. Chuck, chuck, chuck. <laughs>